Welcome back to day three of the Two Brothers and Their Sports podcast holiday special. Today, we're going to be airing our rerun of Jessica McDonald's interview, U.S. Women's National Team and NC Courage Forward, as well as 2019 Women's World Cup champion. We hope you enjoy. We have a very special segment today with our guest host, none other than our little sister, Anaya. The reason that she's joining us today is because we have a very notable and world-renowned athlete on our show. She is Time Magazine's Athlete of the Year and current player of the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. Jessica McDonald is a professional soccer player for NC Courage and the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. She represented the United States at the Women's World Cup Tournament as a forward in 2019 and led her team to victory. Ms. McDonald, welcome to the show and thank you for joining us today. Yay! Oh my gosh, what an introduction. That's probably one of the best introductions I've probably ever received for an interview so it is my honor so thank you so much for having me you guys thank you um miss mcdonald how did you get interested in soccer in phoenix so my i have an older brother he's two years older than me and soccer was just like kind of always his sport growing up since he was about five years old and, you know, you guys, you guys have siblings, you know, you look up to your siblings and sometimes you want to do the things that they're doing. And so for me, I played many sports. I was just an active kid and I was a multi-sport athlete growing up. And eventually I came to an off season from basketball and track one year. And my grandma was like, so do you want to play soccer like your brother Brandon? I'm like, you know what? Sure. I was 12 years old at the time. And then ever since I just wanted to follow in his footsteps because he has always been a great influence on my life, and he he's traveled around the world playing soccer as well. He played for the Guam national team. Um, he's won many, many state championships, and he also played in the MLS. He was also a pro for many, many years, and so um, it's just been absolutely amazing to obviously follow in his footsteps. And so, yeah, that's really the reason why I – you know, started soccer and got really passionate about it because I really just wanted to follow his footsteps. Yeah, and like you said, your brother Brandon is now a professional MLS player. How did you guys help each other's game when you were growing up? Yeah, so times were different when I was a kid. We didn't have electronics the way that you guys do. So it was almost as if we were not necessarily forced, but we kind of had no choice but to be outside and just be active. And so for him to be the older sibling, you know, there's always some type of sibling rivalry going on in the house. And so, you know, he would push me kind of to the edge to just be competitive and sort of prove myself to all the boys because I was the only girl growing up for until I was about 14, 15 years old. And so I grew up with all boys. So I had no choice but to you know, sort of have this competitiveness instilled in me. And so he kind of pushed me to that edge to obviously just want to be great at whatever it is I was doing. Arshan, Anaya, and I do the same exact thing. And do you, did you guys have healthy competition or did you really pick on each other in one-on-ones? Um, all the above. You know, like he would do great at something. And I'm like, well, I want to do great at that too. You know, I, I want to win state cup, you know, or I want to play for the national team, you know. And so it was just like a long line of things. Of course, there was always this sibling rivalry going on all the time, you know, because we always had our family supporting us. And so, you know, we were always kind of comparing and contrasting each other, even though he grew up 
he was pretty much a holding midfielder growing up, and then when he became a pro, he became a central central defender. So he was more defensive minded, and obviously I'm a striker, and so I have more of an offensive mind than he does. So just us kind of going at it one on one, obviously made it very challenging for both of us to obviously continue to compete at a high level. And did like you said, you were the only female that you knew growing up playing soccer. So did you receive any criticism about wanting to be a professional soccer player? No, believe it or not, um, there was no professional soccer at the time when I was a little girl. But there was always bas- pro basketball. At one point, I literally thought I would be in the WNBA. But I didn't have the dream of being a professional soccer player until we had an actual uh, professional league, which was, I was 20, 21 years old when I actually was like, wow, I can actually play professional soccer. Cause I'm at that time I was in college playing soccer. And so the only way I was going to play professionally would have been overseas. But since the United States finally got a professional league, I was able to have that option. But a dream, a dream when I was a little girl becoming a professional soccer player wasn't, wasn't nearly a dream um, just because there, there wasn't one. There wasn't a league here in the United States. But since there is, for the past 12 years, um, you know, I've been able to take advantage of the opportunities. In high school and college, you were very good at basketball and track and field. Tell us a little bit more about the success you had in basketball. Yeah, man, I, basketball was my primary sport growing up for a very long time before I transitioned into really focusing on soccer. I didn't focus on soccer really until, until I was about 15, 16 years old once I realized my potential in that sport. But basketball, I mean, it was something I just grew up playing always on the playground, at school, you know, at recess with the boys or even with all my cousins and brother and it was just always so much fun to me. And I was always just a huge fan of Michael Jordan. You know, Michael Jordan was playing during my time. You know, that was my era growing up was being able to watch him. And so to watch, you know, the best, the best basketball player in the world, which is totally inspiring. And so um, he's kind of what, he's kind of the reason why I was so in love with the game of basketball. And yeah, I was, I'm very grateful that I was able to win a couple of state championships in basketball in high school. Um, I was able to run track as well. And at the same time, I was playing club soccer. So I was able to juggle all three sports at the same time in, in high school and in junior college as well, my freshman and sophomore year. And so I just wanted to continue playing all three sports for as long as possible until, you know, I got to an age where I had to just pick one. So I'm, I'm just very grateful and blessed at the fact that I was able to choose or be able to have options and, and choose one of the sports out of the three. Which one did you practice more, basketball or soccer? I think at this point in my life, soccer definitely beats basketball. But if we're looking at me in high school, let's say I'm a senior in high school, it, it might have been basketball at that point. And then... Once I saw my potential in soccer or noticed my potential in soccer, um, you know, I started to trade more with, with soccer for sure. How did you decide to pivot to soccer after all the success you had? 
It was a pretty easy decision. And the reason I say that is because of opportunity. I had so much more opportunities with soccer. It was taking me all over the United States, whereas basketball and track were only taking me to the Western region of the United States. So with that being said, it was sort of a no-brainer kind of decision for me to make in order to just focus solely on soccer. And um, I mean, like soccer was taking me around the world, not just around the United States, but around the world. I was 14 and had my had my very first U.S. national team camp, youth national team camp. And then, you know, I was able to get a passport for the first time in my life by the time I was 15 and ended up going to Ireland, which was a really cool experience with the youth team. And so just being able to see my potential and seeing the rest of the world, seeing different cultures, experiencing different foods, just seeing different parts of the world just completely opened my mind to so many more opportunities and opened my mind to just something so beautiful. And soccer brought that in my life. It, it brought a whole new spectrum in my life. And so it was just sort of a no-brainer of a decision to, to choose soccer over the other sports. Even though I was succeeding in all three, I think soccer just gave me a little bit more of an edge with life in general. Yeah, we 100% agree and understand that. And you said soccer took you around the world. What were some of the places you visited? Oh, man. Where do I start? Brazil, for sure, one of my favorite places that I've been able to go to. Um, I went to the Pan American Games in Brazil, and that was just like a whole different experience than I totally expected. And then I've been to Australia. I played professionally in Australia for a handful of months, and that was totally awesome. Um, and I would definitely say, obviously, going to France last year for the World Cup, that was my first time being in France, and it was just an absolutely just mind-blowing kind of experience for me and my son. And it was just, you know, absolute dream come true to be there for the World Cup, but just just be there in general. You eventually ended up at UNC to play soccer. Tell us how it came about. So the Tar Heels women's soccer program is a dynasty. Um, and like I told you guys before, you know, my love for basketball was because of Michael Jordan. My love for the Tar Heels was, one, Michael Jordan, two, the dynasty of the women's soccer program at North Carolina. I wanted to be part of a dynasty. I wanted to be part of something great to obviously – push myself in, in a different kind of way than I expected. And I, I mean, choosing to be a Tar Heel was also a no-brainer in my life because it was my dream school growing up. And for me to have that privilege of going to my dream school that I dreamed about you know, my entire life, I mean, it was just sort of cherry on top. And, you know, I definitely took the opportunity as soon as it was given to me to obviously become a Tar Heel. What was it like winning the national championship with UNC in 2008? Oh, that was an awesome, awesome game. And one of the reasons why it was so awesome is because we won it here in North Carolina. We got to win it in front of our friends and family, in front of our alma mater. And so it was just absolutely amazing, an amazing experience to obviously play at home and play in a national championship at home because that's not something you really get very often. 
when it comes to sports. So be able to play a national championship at home was just absolutely amazing. And I mean, just sort of cherry on top for my college career. That's for sure. And then in 2018, how did it come about that NC Courage broke the record for most goals scored in a single regular season with 53? Oh, my goodness. I almost forgot about that. You just reminded me. That was just such an outstanding year for us. That was a one-of-a-kind year. We lost one game that year, and, I mean, it was just a very historical year for us. And I think what made us so great that year is the simple fact that the core of our team has been together for many, many years, and we know each other so well on and off the field. We know each other's strengths. We know each other's weaknesses. And I think that's just what makes this group of women on the Courage just so incredible is the camaraderie on the field, off the field, and just obviously just knowing one another, you know, more on a deep, deeper level. And so, you know, we, we wanted to be great, but we wanted to take it one day at a time. And that was sort of our main focus. And that's kind of our main focus every season. But 2018 was just a different kind of year for us. And I mean, it was just such a beautiful thing to obviously be a part of because this is, this is, that year is definitely going down in the history books. It's not every day that an athlete can represent their country on the world stage. How did you get selected to be a member of Team USA in 2019? Um, so it started off with the NWSL championship in 2018. We played in Portland and I ended up scoring two goals out of three, and we won the championship 3-0. And I ended up being the championship MVP that year. And same day, the USA coach recognized me as a player, you know, more on a deeper level than, than any other time. And so she texted me and, you know, told me how great of a job I did. And, you know, obviously I had butterflies when I received her text. And, um... I went to every national team camp leading into the World Cup, and we had to wait for a phone call from the national team coach, who was Jill Ellis at the time, whether or not we made the team. So she was. we had to choose 23 players, and there were 26 of us getting a phone call. And that was just probably the longest four days of my life. So she gave us like this four-day time frame whether or not we were making the World Cup team. And so she called me on the third day and I was the longest three days of my life. You guys, you know, when you're sitting here waiting for a phone call, whether or not your dream is actually going to come true. Obviously my dream was to, you know, become a Tar Heel. I want to win an NCAA championship. And so, you know, each year you give yourself these goals, you know, and here I am with this chance with the USA team, which was, you know, my number one goal throughout my entire life, you know, since I've been a soccer player, which is to make the USA team and, of course, win a World Cup and go to a World Cup. And so to sit there, twiddle my thumbs, waiting for this phone call was just probably one of the most nerve-wracking three days of my entire life. But, you know, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. And so I, I waited for this phone call. She told me I made the team, and tears were just pouring down my face of just happiness, just pure happiness. And, you know hung up the phone with her, you know, told my family and closest friends that I had made the squad. And so, um, yeah, it just went on from there. But, I mean, it was definitely a battle. 
we had to, you know, kind of claw our way through with blood, sweat, and tears every camp leading into the World Cup because that was those were some of the hardest training sessions that I've ever had in my life preparing for the World Cup, preparing just simply making the World Cup team because we had camp every year from or every excuse me every month from November 2018 all the way through the World Cup, which was in July. So almost 12 months every month we had long camps and so you know there was just a lot of testing involved a lot of you know fitness and things like that so um it was definitely a mind over matter sort of situation but you know clawed my way through made it and you know we ended up at france and and won the whole thing wow that is just so inspiring growing up as a young girl and then you're having your dream come true almost two decades later how is the level of competition different in the World Cup from playing on NC Courage? Um, it is it's different because each country, when you go from just simply from the United States and you just simply just bop on over to Mexico and play, the style is just different in general. There's no better, there's no worse soccer in any country. It's just different, the style of play. You know, so these European teams, you know, they're a little more calmer on the ball. They they keep the ball. They they hold on to it for a long period of time until they build up more and more up the field. And so it's just really cool to be able to experience different styles of play. So that's sort of what differentiates, you know, soccer in the United States in comparison to the rest of the world. You know, everybody just plays differently. And so just being able to adjust to a different style of soccer, it's 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 pretty cool. You know, it definitely tests your soccer knowledge. And so that's sort of what all these other countries bring to the table. It's just a different type of, just a different flair to the game. And it's just a really beautiful thing to see. What was it like winning the World Cup in 2019? It was, wow. Um, you know, a lot of people ask me this question. So, you know, the best way I can describe that to a kid is, you know, when you ask your parents for something that, you know, you really, really want, you know, and and you get it and you have this happy, joyful feeling and you're just on cloud nine and, you know, just pure joy. Well, time's winning a World Cup by like a thousand of that happy feeling. I was so ecstatic to the point I was crying, you guys. That's how happy I was. It was a very relieving feeling for me and and I mean that in a very positive way what I mean by relieving is you know I went through a lot of ups and downs throughout my career I mean I've gone through a major injury that was supposed to end my career and I came back and and, and proved science wrong and so just little things like that just sort of looking back on my past and, and all the teams that I've gotten traded to I've been tra- I was traded to six different teams in five years with my kid by my side and it was hard. It was just like a hard road for me. My entire path, it, it looks crazy. And so it was just a relieving feeling, like knowing I went through all of that and ended up here. And it totally paid off, the ups and the downs, you know? And so it was just one of the most incredible feelings that I have ever felt in my entire life. When I was watching the World Cup last year, I was mesmerized and inspired by you and your play. And I'm sure many people are inspired by you. Who oh, thank you. Who was your inspiration growing up? Um, 
Definitely my older brother, for sure. Michael Jordan, of course, because he was just an incredible athlete. And Mia Hamm. I really liked Mia Hamm. You know, she, she sort of started she started paving the way for little soccer, for soccer girls, you know? And so she definitely inspired our nation in that kind of way. So I would say those are probably my top three candidates. We see our mom every day running around with all of us. How do you play for the U S women's soccer team? One of the most prestigious soccer teams in the world while also being a mom. (laughs) I, (laughs) That's, that's a tough question to answer. I mean, it's, it's just something we have to do as parents. I mean, it's, it's another job outside of our actual job. And so we are here to, you know, help raise good people. You know, you want them to be great and do great at whatever it is that they do. And with my career, I am able to show that to my son. I'm able to share those moments with him, the the great moments and, and the bad moments as well. You know, I've, I've lost the national championship in 2017, and he was there, you know. But it, it's it just to show him, like, hey, you go through wins and you go through losses. And so I think the way I'm able to juggle the two, parenthood and being a professional athlete, is inspiration. He inspires me. And so I want to inspire him. That's what I'm here for. And so, and I have to do a good job at, at parenting and at my job in order to, to do so. And so that's how I'm able to kind of get through the day, like being able to juggle training and then get home and, you know, kind of run around with my kid, which, you know, he, he keeps me going. If, if I wasn't a mom, I, which I couldn't imagine not being, I'd probably, I'd probably be bored, you guys. You know, a lot of my teammates, they take long naps. They binge watch Netflix. You know, they, they, take, they, they can sleep for 14 hours in a night, which is, you know, pretty impressive if you ask me. But, you know, it's, it's just been a very enjoyable road being able to juggle the two. How do I do it? I don't know. I literally put my helmet on for impact every morning I wake up, you know, <laughs> so and just keep going. And now moving to a more serious topic, um, as well as a more current topic, what are the discrepancies that you have seen between men and women's sports? I mean, where do I even start? You know, I mean, the respect that the rest of this world has for men, it's way over females. And then, I mean, the pay gap, the pay gap is huge between men and women, you know? I mean, if you if you look at what I make in comparison to an MLS player, I mean, it's large numbers, you know, between our, our pay gaps. And so, I mean, it's we're getting somewhere historically right now. I, I think we're creating something a little more historical because a lot of this world is a little more aware of the unfairness that goes on for females in general, whatever career it may be. And so... Yeah, those are just a couple of the things that, you know, I've I've witnessed throughout my career. How can those same yeah. discrepancies you just described be changed in the near future? Man, right now we're in the middle of a lawsuit, you know, with our employer for for fairness, you know. And so we are here to sort of pave that way for the little girls who want to be in our shoes one day because they're going to deserve it. We're part of this dynasty 
you know. And so we proved ourselves. And for us to not get paid the way that we should, you know, we're going to put our foot down. We have we have a platform now, you know. We're not in the 1950s anymore where, you know, women were a little bit quieter. Right now we have voices. And so that's what we're going to have to continue to do is, is use our voices and use our platforms. And I think in episode five or six, we talked we talked about the lawsuit that you guys were denied the right to equal pay. And as we talked about, we're on the same page. We 100% agree with that. Who are the people in your life that help you become what you really are today and molded you to the figure you are today? Man, my grandmother... She plays a huge role in my life. She always has since the day I was born. So I would definitely have to say she's at the top of that chart. And then obviously my teammates, you know, these are the people that I work with every day, but we're also friends outside of work. And, you know, just mentors that I have in my life. It's I have this circle of people who I specifically have in my life for a reason. You know, there's a reason why people are actually in your life. And so... I'm just grateful for that circle. And I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, all the people that are in my life who have had my back, who have always supported me. And so, um, you know, I just, I'm very, very grateful for that. And so with these people in my life, you know, just sort of bringing positivity, bringing light into my life, um, you know, I, I really wouldn't be the person I am today or the athlete that I am today without, you know, the encouragement from other people. and um, just the love that they've shown me throughout my life. You have an amazing talent in soccer, and I'm sure it didn't come right away. What's your normal schedule for practicing or training? What's it like, a normal day? Ooh. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's hard. It's a lot of work, obviously. Um, you know, our training sessions, being pros, it's so high intensity so high intensity you know we're going at 100 miles per hour every training and um with that being said obviously i use up a lot of my energy for that and at my age y'all are lucky right now that your kids you know i'm 32 years old and at my age i have to do recovery i have to recover from training like ice baths massages i mean it's a long list of things that take up pretty much the whole day in order to take care of my body so i go to training and I take care of my body afterwards. So it, it's all about proper nutrition and then obviously other things that's going to help my body for, for longevity. So, yeah, we have training, which is absolutely insane. And then, you know, the rest is kind of history because it takes up the rest of my day pretty much. What advice do you have for female soccer players who want to make it to the pro level or how to go from club soccer to being a professional athlete? Yeah, I would have to say the reason why you're out there, the reason why your coach even puts you on the field, whoever it is currently, the reason why they put you on the field is because of your strength. Perfect your strength. Work on your strength. Be great at your strength because they're your strength. You know, we all have our, our different strengths. We all have different strengths. Everyone does. There's no player out there that's like another one. You know, so you need to bring yourself to the table and, and, and give your strengths. But obviously, obviously, work on your weaknesses, but perfect your strengths because that's why you're out there, you know? And it's gonna take, it's gonna take hard work. It's going to take a strong mind. 
mental toughness. Mental toughness is so important in sports. And the reason why I say that is because there's always going to be bigger. There's always going to be better out there, no matter what. There always is. But please believe no one's mental toughness better not be better than yours. Let's say you are the weakest link, but please believe your, your mind better be right. You better not let the girl next to you beat you. You know, that's where mental toughness comes in. You know, you have to be mentally competitive. And that's what's going to give you longevity. That's what's going to get you to be become a professional athlete is being mentally competitive. Not just physically, but mentally. You have to set yourself apart from everybody else. And that's by your strength. And that's by your mental competitiveness. That advice is so fitting right now, especially in the middle of a pandemic. And I'm sure many of our listeners will take that to heart. Ms. McDonald, thank you so much for joining us today. Anaya, Arsh, and I certainly had a great time talking to you about your high school, college, and professional career. Hopefully this interview inspired some of our listeners to pursue a passion or sport they enjoy. Good luck in your games for the rest of this year and have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, you guys. Have a good night. Thanks. Thank you, you too.